hey, welcome to Transform Pain to Power, the podcast about what it really takes to resolve pain and the simple, unconventional yet proven techniques to get you there most quickly. Listen in for high-level creative conversation to inspire you to engage with the life that you want in a body that you love. Hello and welcome to episode 43. I'm your host, mind body coach and pain relief specialist, Molly Jager. Welcome and hello. As I sit here speaking to you today, I'm looking out over a beautiful view from my window. The neighbor's rooftop is completely blanketed in snow and there's little snowflakes, teeny tiny ones dancing all over in the air around me. It's beautiful. And because of this beautiful snow, my mom and brother aren't going to make it for Christmas morning. (laughs) And so instead, we are going to have some kind of double Christmas, I guess, is what we've decided. But this is the thing of life, that there is beauty in the moment, outside, all around, And this morning, I spent a lot of time trying to work through the not-so-beautiful experience that was happening inside my head and my body when we were struggling to figure out what to do, learning that their flights were canceled, trying to get online, figure it out, not tell the kids, then figure out how to tell the kids, all the stuff. All the stuff of day-to-day life. And I noticed some interesting things inside that experience that I want to share with you today that I think is so valuable to hear and to talk about. And it's just the subtlety of which, of whether or not we veer in the direction of something that is, that draws us down and that becomes toxic in our nervous system and makes us tight and tense or whether it's something that draws us up and in connection. There's a direction toward isolation and anger and disconnection, and there's a route toward connection and love and presence. And I want to talk about those junctures, those little subtle moments and some details that I recognized in their in my experience today. And I want to share them with you because guess what? I'm sure if you're a human and if you have relationships (laughs) with other humans, you probably experience something similar. And I love to just bring out all the bag, all the bag, all the stuff that's packed up in the bag, bring it out and really look at it and get a really clear view because it's that clarity that gives us choice. And I also want to mention that this episode is kind of an extension from what I talked about in the free workshops this past week, uh, where I talked about how to make pain relief easy and the process of transformational pain relief. And if you want that, by the way, if you want the replay, make sure that you let me know. If you're on my mailing list, you should get it. And if you haven't got it and you're on my mailing list, let me know and I'll make sure you get access to that. Because the 
replays, in the replays, I walk you through this process so that you can have an experience of it. And I think that's so valuable rather than just talking about it and thinking about it. To have that really embodied experience is incredibly important. And the way that what I'm going to talk to you today about relates to the transformational pain relief process is really that we're talking about creating changes at the level of the nervous system. And what I want to continue to get you to think about and be increasingly aware of is how the experiences that you have in your day-to-day life, the feelings, the thoughts, the behaviors that you see or observe in yourself, whatever, all of these aspects of what make you you and in your life are at some level these uh, neural pathways that create for you this sense of self and all of these neurons that are linked together in a certain way connecting certain ideas related to certain muscles in your body and ways of breathing all of these uh, in a very complex way all of these kind of points come together to create your sense of you in the moment and your experience of life in the moment and in a way it's kind of wild to think about yourself in that way to think about your experience of life in that way but I want to invite you to think about it from this beautiful perspective like because we have this incredibly complex magical design that we're you know inside of that we get to play with And the more that you understand how it works, the more you can collaborate with it so that changes that you want to make in your life feel or become easier for you or whatever experience that you're having. Maybe you don't even want to make a change, but you just want to feel a greater sense of uh, connectedness or groundedness in yourself. Well, part of what will do that is you having an understanding of what's happening at the neural level so that you don't just feel at the mercy of whatever your experience is or whatever feeling you're having, but that there's something that you're connected to that's deeper than whatever superficial experience is floating through your reality in that moment. Yeah? And part of what I'm going to talk about here is how to get inside a habit that you notice and recognize once you start to recognize it, how to sort of treat it, right? When you notice yourself or see yourself doing something and often I would say nine times out of 10, it'll be something that you don't like (laughs) because thank you brain, it just, we tend to have that way of looking at ourselves and so if, if that's the way that you're experiencing it, I mean, if it's something positive, like sweet, hold on to it, lean into it and feel it. But if it's something that you're noticing that you would like to be different, then that's really what I'm going to cover in this, in this episode. And I want to talk about it from this really fascinating perspective of these little nuances in how you are or how you place yourself in the context of your uh, friends and family really or in in the con in the in the context of the world around you and the people around you and for most of us on a day-to-day basis that's the people that we live with 
maybe the people that you work with, maybe your neighbors, I don't know. But um, whoever those people are, we have these relationships that we interact with all the time. And we kind of position ourselves or we find ourselves operating in that relationship in habitual ways that we acquire over time with the other person, right? Whoever we're in a relationship with, we bring to the table whatever what whatever we bring, our habits from the past, our past experiences, our ideas of ourself, all of that. They bring that as well, their own version of themselves. And then over the years, that evolves, right? In a kind of unconscious, <laughs> collaborative process. And I want to address it because I think these are some of the hardest habits to change. The ones that are related to other people around us. Because when you're working on yourself, you're working on yourself. And you don't have control over the way other people are being nor should you try to have control over the way other people are being. But when things around you in your environment don't change or present challenges, we can look at that in a positive way because we can see, we can choose to see that as the level of challenge we need to grow, right? This is a choice in perspective, but it does make it challenging when we keep getting the same input but we're wanting to change the output we're wanting to change the output and that begins with changing the reaction the internal reaction you have to the input to the data that's coming in so even if it's just something as simple as i'll just use my um, example like one of my family members being in the room is data input for me (laughs) or whatever imagining one of them even coming into the room like they don't even have to be there for me to shift into ways of behaving and habits of behaving and thinking and feeling that are related to them right wild like I create it with when they're not even there I just create it so let me get into some of the specifics so you have this is all kind of theoretical now. Let me give you some specifics so you can uh, sense, feel into it, uh, relate to it perhaps in your own life. So when I found out that my mom's uh, and brother's flight was canceled, I immediately went into self-blame and anger at myself uh, for not having had the forethought, which I, of course, said, In hindsight, I had the thought we should probably consider rebooking. We know this is coming. We know the chances of cancellation are high, but I didn't do it. Then I went on to blame all the other people (laughs) that were connected. And of course, like just letting my mind, just seeing that happen, feeling the emotions around it. And as I learned that it was going to be much longer than what I had hoped uh, that their their rescheduled flight was going to be much further in the future than what I had hoped or imagined could be possible, I realized that I had been living with this expectation that it was going to be fine no matter what. And then, in fact, my expectation bubble was burst and I started to feel uh, sad 
and upset and frustrated and angry. And there were lots of potential targets for all of that. And as we do, what I tried to do in that moment was to not go there. I tried, you know, I felt that desire to or that urge to get really angry at somebody like it doesn't really matter who because it never really matters it's never about them right whether it's about angry at yourself or somebody else and I put a lid on that urge because it was like well that's not gonna help that's unreasonable it's nobody's fault and my um, brain started to offer me these kinds of thoughts and what started to happen was is so interesting now here's what I want to Um, really highlight for you is that I had an underlying emotion that I wasn't allowing myself to feel fully and because I was repressing that emotion guess what happened it started to come out in all of these weird twisted ways in that I um how can I how can I describe it because it's so subtle it's like I didn't express my disappointment openly to my kids but I maybe just said something that put a even made it even more difficult to figure out how it was going to work out nicely like I don't remember what it was because these we lose track we just say little things or we do little things and we don't even realize because it's on the level of the habit, right? It's subconscious. It just happens. And little by little, I realized at some point, I realized, oh, I'm actually, I'm actually making my daughter upset. And then my husband walked into the room and I felt in myself, I wanted to dump it all. <laughs> dump it all on him and I wanted to just turn around and say what do you think what should we do and give him all the responsive the emotional responsibility and because I was my emotional cup was full it was full filling up it was full because I wasn't emptying it by processing that underlying emotion that was present for me and I was trying very hard to be a good mom to be a responsible adult and to not be immature and childlike and to try and make the best of it. I was really trying hard to do that. But because I wasn't um, acknowledging this underlying thing, which is the habit, right? The habit is all of those behaviors that I just described, which is to repress the emotion and to try and be this image of myself that I think is good, that I think is the person that I want to be. But instead, this underlying thing is like seeping through the presentation of myself that I'm trying to go for, right? And then I also found in myself this, um, this just urge to lay it all on my parents, to like emotionally go revert back to basically being a little kid (laughs) who doesn't have any 
emotional wherewithal or intelligence and is just like can like lie down and be upset and that's okay (laughs) and it's all their fault (laughs) like I wanted them to step in and take care of me and it was like so subtle you guys what I'm describing to you and that like the fact that I'm able to spell it out like this so clearly is because I've spent a lot of time paying attention to these subtle details in myself and notice, ah, what's happening in these split second moments when I have these urges. And normally what we all do is just act on these urges. And I, and I find myself acting on these urges, but in a suppressed way. Like it's like tight lipped because I'm not really spilling out all the emotion that I'm actually feeling and because the emotion is there but it's not it's not like huge it's like maybe a five or a six so my disappointment is maybe a five or a six or my frustration at having to figure out what to do with my kids all day (laughs) is maybe a five or maybe it's a ten I don't know it's around there somewhere in between and um That was a joke. (laughs) If you got that. But all these emotions aren't like overwhelming me, but they're there. And the fact that they're present is what I'm trying to express to you. We can't hide. And this is the way that it comes out, that it seeps out. When we try to hide and we try to repress and suppress, we end up, um, it, it becomes like a passive aggressive action where we're trying to be one thing, but there's this, just this flavor of whatever's going on underneath the surface, right? Do you recognize this? Do you recognize this in yourself? Yeah, you're trying to be the good person, the perfect parent or spouse or whatever it is, but really, really your subconscious is scheming you. (laughs) Your subconscious is like, Yeah, you thought you were going to get away with this, but guess what's not going to happen. So here's what you do and what I did in myself. Immediately, I was like, okay, I can feel this building. I can feel this happening. If I continue to repress this for myself, I know that that takes me into uh, things like pain in my neck and maybe I might have a headache. Um, It might take me further into having an argument with my partner or my kids being more upset and like me then lashing out at them like this is the historic this is the history this is where I know it could lead and that's how pain grows right it, it's little seed and when we don't address it it grows and grows and grows and grows it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and manifests in all of these ways in our body and also in our relationships And it's really no good. It's like the end result, we already know it's not a good one. (laughs) It's one that we don't want. And it's so amazing. Isn't this amazing that we create what we don't want? And we do this unintentionally. But a part of us, it feels because it seems as if it will be satisfying in some way. It seems as if it will be like if we don't say anything and we just sit on the anger and stew, 
then it feels like that is the revenge, like that that will be satisfying. But it's never satisfying. It always begets more pain eventually at some point. And if you have chronic pain, it's for those of us that have that tendency to hold it in our bodies, it becomes chronic pain, right? It becomes a pain issue somewhere in our body. So I'm going to give you some tools now for how to deal with this kind of situation when you find yourself in it. And it's not easy in the sense that you can miss it and that's okay. You know, for me, it's usually after the fact. So for example, today my kids ended up going over to their grandpa's house. I went out for a walk and it took at least a half an hour for me to process that emotion through my body. I was regretful that I didn't have my kids with me because it was beautiful outside. But of course, that's just part of that emotion kind of hanging on. And I allowed that to pass through me and experience the beauty of nature anyway and come back here and sit down in front of my computer and deliver this podcast for you, right? So wait, that was a little bit of a tangent, but the point is that when you notice these things, it might be already, you know, often it's already taken place to a certain degree and that's okay. That's, that's how we figure things out. Being, becoming aware in the midst of something, right? So don't beat yourself up. (laughs) Don't beat yourself up. Just be like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. How do I want to shift this? So here's the thing not to do that most of us do. We don't stop. We follow the habit. We continue following the habit. And here's two primary roots that I think most people have in the face of this kind of situation. You either continue to take action, whether that's talking or doing or getting busy and going in that direction to try and fix the situation or to fix the emotion that you're having inside, which is really what you're trying to fix. You're trying to stop the that deeper level emotion that is uncomfortable for you. And you do a lot of things. You take action, whether that's talking or doing, or you do the opposite, which is to like stop and drop it and avoid it and do everything you can to back away from it, to move away from it. You might leave the room. You might stop talking. You might just get really sullen. Uh, All of these kinds of reactions uh, or even try and change the subject like all kinds of reactions that you might take to avoid, uh, avoid having to deal with it, how you think you might have to deal with it or should have to deal with it. And all of this at the end of the day just comes back down to trying to fix that uncomfortable feeling inside you that you don't like. Okay. So that's the thing not to do. But again, you're going to do it. We're all going to do it. Like I'm going to do it probably later today. (laughs) Maybe not since I've just like delivered this podcast. Maybe today will be like the rest of the afternoon will be the one day (laughs) I don't do it. Who knows? We'll see. So 
um, what to do. It's really interesting because we're talking about the level of the nervous system. It's exactly the same as what you might do when you're trying to change the direction or course of a certain movement. Like if your shoulder is really stuck and your muscles are sort of unaware that there's other pathways to lift your arm that are more conducive to ease, that are more connected to your natural design and your shoulder muscles for some reason have learned to get really tight and tense and lift your arm in a way that is painful or uh, that is full of tension. It's just a matter of going to that point where you begin the movement of lifting your arm. I'm just using this as an example and you slow it way down and you begin at the beginning and you go through the beginning over and over and over and over again. You slow way down and you explore that movement in a number of different ways and and, and you explore some auxiliary movements that might be related to that part of your body or to that movement. And that's how you change and teach your muscles at the level of the nervous system that there are other options, that there's other possibilities. And it's the exact same in this situation because we're talking about on the level of your nervous system. So the first thing to do is just recognize oh, this isn't, quote, me. This is my subconscious. These are my neural habits that, for whatever reason, have been formed to create this uh, reaction or this behavior. And I want to choose something different. So I take note and then just slow it way down. And before, in fact, not even before, but Stop trying to make it better. Stop trying to correct it or fix it or improve it in any way. Just slow it down enough so that you can simply be with the, be present with what you're noticing. That's it. That is the biggest, most, most best. I love these like superlative, <laughs> in, incorrect grammar <laughs> that I like to use. That is the best thing you can do for yourself in that moment is to stop trying to be a better person or a good person or make it right and slow it way down and allow yourself to just be present with what you're becoming aware of. Because inside you, there is so much that is taking place inside that present moment. It is full. It is full. It is full. It is full. (laughs) And really the best thing you can do for yourself is to stop trying to put on more on top of that full cup and simply come and sit with yourself and be present to what you're experiencing. Yeah, be present to what you're becoming aware of. And in that action, which is an action, it doesn't look like a lot, right? But it is an action. In that choice, you turn to sensing maybe what it is that you feel in your body, maybe what it is that you sense 
uh, yourself on the cusp of saying or wanting to say. And you just experience the moment which will elongate for you because it's full. It will elongate and you will see that there is a lot going on inside you. And by slowing down, you create space. When you slow down in yourself, you create the space that you need to feel and to process and to self-regulate in a healthy way. Not in a fear-based, reactive, triggered way, but in a healthy, connected, present way. And this is really a practice of self-acceptance. Now, let me tell you what's going on at the neural level when this happens, because this something amazing happens. You're creating a novelty. You're creating something new and distinct in the moment. And because you're doing that, your nervous system changes from doing rote habit by default to being receptive and learning. So these grooved in pathways that you're on by habit, by default, start to uh, change or be open to the possibility of changing. Isn't that awesome? And if you experience something unique that is preferable, that is more enjoyable in your sensation or more, uh, what should I say, less costly in terms of your energy budget, your nervous system will take note, like without you even having to do it. I want to take that back because I think your conscious taking note is important because that's a part of your nervous system too, but you don't have to grasp and hold on to it. You just have to allow yourself the space to notice something about that moment that is new, that is novel. And that's how your nervous system rewires over time. Isn't that amazing? It's incredible. But you can see that it requires some wherewithal, right? It requires your desire. It requires practice. It requires some ability in self-awareness and these ideas and how they work, right? You've just spent time listening to this podcast so that you have that information. It requires uh, that level of presence and, and willingness to try. Now, if you're someone who has that already, for me, it's like, great, let's go. This is interesting. This is fun. I love doing it. Even these challenging moments when really I just want to bury my head in the pillow <laughs> or just like snap at everybody who's in front of me and, you know, stomp around the room like a toddler. That the control 
that I have to bring to stay present in myself is difficult, but it feels so good. It feels so good to know that I don't have to be a better person. I don't have to force. I don't have to fight. I can just turn to this beautiful, uh, beautiful thing that I have, which is my nervous system. I can just turn inward to my experience of my body, to my experience of my mind in that moment and do nothing but be present and observe. And that wonderful things will start to unfold for me. Interesting, fascinating, uh, feel good things, right? So this is how even you can have a feeling that is like painful, like sadness or disappointment or frustration and mixed in with that is a feeling of being empowered, of joy, of gratitude, of love. Because it's not just that feeling, it's connected to this deeper part of myself that can feel those feelings fully. And that, that ability, that capacity and having access to it in myself is a beautiful thing that I love. I love it so much. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, you like it too. And for those of you who want to take this work further and you want my help to ensure that you get the results that you're aiming for instead of getting lost or confused or feeling defeated in these moments when we are challenged, because we are always challenged at different times and our challenges always hit us in ways that we don't expect. And that's part of why they are challenging, right? So... I never really understood the impact of having a coach in my life until I experienced it firsthand for myself. And basically what this relationship offers is somebody in your life who you've invited in. So there's the relationship that you've chosen, you've invested in yourself and chosen this person to partner with you. And this person is as eager for you, for your success as you are. And they will, like, unlike a friend, they will not commiserate with you, but they will speak to your higher self and help you uncover what it is that's, like, blocking you and in the way in this loving way, in this loving, supportive way that is completely for your benefit. I mean, it's such an amazing a really amazing thing. And all of the things that I'm offering you through these podcasts are my ideas from my own experience in life, my research, my, you know, however I gather information. And much of it has evolved through the relationships that I've had with my coaches and seeds that they have planted for me to evolve myself and understand my own thinking. A lot of the things that I understand about myself and that I'm aware of is because of the relationship that I've had with the coaches that I've hired over the years. And I know for a lot of you, this is kind of a new idea. Like it was for me at one point in my life. What is a life coach? Am I even the kind of person who would hire a life coach? What do you do? What is this relationship all about? And maybe this will help you a little bit, but 
um, my, I just knew at the time that the ideas that I was receiving in this podcast were really eye-opening for me and really helpful for me and that I knew that I wanted more help. I knew that I wanted someone like on my team supporting me in my, in what I was trying to achieve. And the, I would say like the big difference is between a life coach and a therapist is that life coaching is a little bit more action oriented to create something or achieve something specific. So in my case, with most of the people that I work with, it's about uh, pain relief and breaking the cycle of pain. And the when we deal with, uh, um, as we're moving toward that goal or that aim, we find blocks and we find things that we need to go into and uncover and unpack. And we identify those emotional and you know psychological blocks or sticking points and then we work through them for the purpose of continuing to move forward in a certain way right so that's kind of a difference there and that's kind of maybe gives you an idea of the value or the the specific value of what you get in hiring a life coach in terms of working towards something um, I, I've found it so powerful in my life. And if you're curious, if it piques your curiosity and if you'd like to speak more about how that works, like whether it's the relationship itself or the program that I offer, the process that I guide people through, book a call with me and let's chat. All right, here we are at the end of 2023. Let's... <laughs> This is, that was hilarious. Was that not hilarious? <laughs> I'm just going to repurpose this podcast for next year. <laughs> Here we are at the end of 2022, at the cusp of this transition into 2023. Think about what you want moving forward and let's go into the new year with so much uh, willingness and readiness to be that wonderful, beautiful, expansive person that you were born to be. I'll see you in the new year. Bye. Well, hello, and thank you for listening in today. As always, I hope you found it valuable. And if you did like the episode, consider posting a review, sharing the episode on the socials, wherever you hang out there. And yeah, just letting me know that you're out there listening. <laughs> and I will speak to you next week. I'll see you in the new year. In the meantime, if you want to book a call with me and find out more about working with me one-to-one, I've opened up some space in my calendar to the end of the December through the end of the month. So check that out. There's a link in the show notes. Made it super easy for you to reach out. And also on Facebook and other places, on my email list. Uh, if you're there, I've sent out information to make it easy for you to reach out and connect with me. And also information about what it is that I can help with. And if you don't find that out there on social media where you're where we're connected or through email just send me an email or uh, book a call with me and we can talk about it if you're not sure 
if it's something that I can help you with. And the way to do that is molly at movetonourish.com. That's T-O-Nourish.com if you want to reach me by email. Otherwise, I will see you soon. Bye.